0: Open your Bibles to Philippians 4. I, I got a word tonight I believe is, I know, is going to help us a lot. Amen? Philippians chapter 4. What's on your mind if you're taking notes? What's on your mind? You know, I found something interesting out today or yesterday. I can't remember when it was when I was finishing this up. And A lot of people use Facebook and make stuff, posts and statuses and We know a lot of people do good ones and a lot of people do bad ones. Amen. A lot of people do uh, things that have to do with nothing and a lot of things, you know, there's all kinds, right, of posts. But I I never knew. It says update your status, right? Everybody knew that? But did you know it says what's on your mind? I didn't. I haven't paid that close attention to it. What's on your mind? So Facebook wants to know what's on your mind. The devil wants to know. What's on your mind? God wants to know what's on your mind. Amen? And so I want to talk tonight about what's on your mind. I really, really believe at the end, in just a few minutes, I want to pray for you. I believe that this is really one of those messages that's just going to help us a lot because our mind is so powerful. Amen? And we've probably heard this stat before, but we think fifty to 70,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot. I know it's hard for us to, when you get home at night and you go to go to sleep and you think, man, why am I so tired? There's your answer. Regardless of what you've done, that's your answer right there. You've had 50 to 70,000, and I went through a lot of searching to get a good solid number. It's probably not exact, but a lot of the things I was reading were around that number. That means 35 to 48 thoughts a minute. There's 60 seconds in a minute. That means, and, and, and what we don't realize is that everything we hear or see triggers a thought. Right? right. right? Yeah. Everything. If I walk over right now and lift my hand up to Brian right now, see there's a thought. Right? Right? Should have seen his eyes. <laughs> Most guys don't come like this, though. it have been more like this, right? Was that part of the thought? That the fist was open? <laughs> right? All the time, constantly. Think about this. Sharks... Never stop in the water. You yeah. ever seen a shark stop? Our minds are the same way. Our minds are like sharks. They're constantly going. They're constantly moving. And they're constantly thinking. And so we've heard the saying many times. And listen, I'm telling you, this is going to really help you tonight. If you'll just pay attention for a few minutes. Because a lot of the times, and I actually would say 95%, if not all the time, that we're losing a battle or not walking in victory, is because our mind is defeating us. Okay? Now let's look at the scriptures. Philippians chapter 4. We've heard this before, but don't say, okay, I've read this verse before, and, and, and begin to think about something else. Amen. You know that's one of the worst things we can do when we're in church, and we're about to listen to a message, and we're about to read something, and we might hear a verse that's common, or oh, Philippians 4, okay, and automatically we just start to think about later we 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 do that anyways because our minds are going and it, it's a tragedy if we're here in church and our minds are thinking about the wash at home or what we're going to eat or what we got to do tomorrow or you know we've got to really I pray a lot this and I've thankfully heard it passed on to the guys when they're praying and I've said it enough which is good that we need our minds arrested when you're arrested and your arms are put behind your back and they handcuff you, you can't do anything with your arms. Your, your arms are arrested. We need our minds to be arrested at this time. Amen. And 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 that's why we do a praise and worship service. And that's why we have a prayer room. And we're doing all this stuff so that we can somehow get our minds to slow down and begin to think about just God. Amen? Just the Lord and not anything else. And so there's a, there's a reason behind that. But as we read this in just a second, what I want you to think about is, is is how good your thought life is when you're in church. Okay? Now there's obviously could be some bad, and there you know I'm not saying everybody's got it, but just generally speaking, and common sense would tell us that in church we're having generally good thoughts, because that was God's plan, was for us to come all together. And to be in a certain place together and worship together and think on those songs together and, and then hear a word. And, and he said, I need this established time so that all these people will come together. And that's why he has a church. Because even if you think about this for those, not, not here tonight obviously, but those who believe that, you know, I, I don't need to go to church. We all know people like that. I don't need to be in a church. I can do it at home. I can I can pray, you know, we hear it all the time. I can pray by myself, I can, I can, you know, do my devotional, and all that's fine if you want to say it that way. But even if you are doing that at home by yourself, there's not the same power of, of mind over matter that you have when you're around a whole bunch of other people doing the exact same thing for the exact same purpose. And that's why God established it. God doesn't do anything just to do it. He has a reason behind. And so we know that you know we're crazy folks here and we have church Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night and things in between. And so we're just crazy, right, for the Lord. And that's on purpose. Because the more we're here, the less we're somewhere else. The more we're in the right place, the less we're in the wrong place. Robert mentioned at the prayer that, The things we used to do, many of us would be a different place right now if we weren't serving the Lord. And it probably wouldn't be a good place. We wouldn't be doing good things and thinking on good things. And so God says, I need you to gather as much as possible together so that you would be thinking about good things and thinking about me. And it makes me think of a guy who said, man, you know, he wrote an article actually in a newspaper, true story. And he said, I've been in, say, for 30 years and I've probably been in 30,000 services. Listen to this. I've been to like 30,000 services. And he says, I, I cannot remember one message out of 30,000. He, I can't remember one message. And he makes this post. He says, so I don't really see the reason to go to church. 30,000 messages and I can't remember one. One message. And so the thing, you know, you see those posts on anywhere and, and people chime in and comments and everybody's, I don't know, got a lot of time, amen, to comment. And as you see those things grow and grow and grow. Everybody's got their opinions and no one was really coming back with anything good until finally one guy had the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And he said, I've been married for 30 years. My wife's made me about 30,000 meals. I can't remember out of all those meals, one meal, every ingredient she made. But I'm healthy today. And that food did me good. And if I wouldn't have ate all those meals, I'd be dead. And that's exactly what church is for us tonight. Amen? You might not remember all the messages. You might not remember all the words. You might not remember all the songs. But when you walk out of a church service, you say, I've, I've, I've been in the right place and my spirit has been fed. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, so that's the leading Philippians 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, I'm going to stop and go just a little bit here uh, for a second. You know when it says, be anxious for nothing, that's a double word, which actually means, do not be anxious for anything ever. Do not be anxious for anything ever. Do not be anxious for nothing means, do not ever be anxious. Now, the first thought when you say that is, someone might say, That's impossible. It's impossible not to ever be anxious. Okay? And there might be truth to that. But I want you to think about something tonight as we talk about what's on your mind. When you begin to think about thoughts and thought life, we have a possibility and a power tonight to control our minds. Okay? And this is what we're going to get into in just a second. And I want want to help you tonight by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit to get to an understanding that God wants us to walk in peace and he wants us to walk in joy, and he wants us to walk in thanksgiving, and he doesn't want us to be anxious. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be fulfilled. He wants us to be uh, thinking on him, and he wants us, uh, a- a- again, as it was mentioned tonight at the prayer, uh, even in the circumstances where he wants us to be thankful and, 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 and praying and, and, and knowing we're going to finish the race. And so all these things happen, but you've got to think about something. You're constantly, 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 constantly thinking. So it's not the question of, what am I thi- or, Am I thinking? It's the question of, what am I thinking? Right. It's not the question of, is my mind moving? It's, what's in my mind? Now, that's just a generic thing up there. I wanted to make it as visual as possible. I saw other ones with head and the question mark and all kinds of different things. But we, we, we by that stat, realize we are constantly, constantly, constantly thinking and all, automatically that's going to slow down a little bit right here to focus and concentrate on the Word, but we're still thinking. Everything that is being said, thoughts are happening and things are taking place, and we're directing those thoughts in a certain way, and, and, and God is saying there is a way to have peace all the time. If I told you tonight you could have peace all the time, wouldn't that make you happy? Tell me that wouldn't be the best news we could share tonight. Amen. That you could have peace all the time. You might say, oh, that's not po-. It's possible. Because peace comes through the mind. Okay? Peace comes right from here. And so this is what, what he's saying in the, in the book of Philippians, is don't be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, Let your request be made known to God. So this isn't just a verse about praying. We're going to get to something else in a second. This is a verse about thought life. And so you can be a person who's here tonight and says, I choose to be thankful. I choose to love that song we sing. I choose to be in prayer. I choose to raise my hands. I choose to to sing out loud. I choose all these things you're doing, you're making that constant choice of everything you do over and over and you're making good, good decisions over and over and those things are bringing you peace. Think about, again, going back to the service, why when we're in service, we walk out changed, but as soon as we walk out changed, six hours later or a following morning, we can be all messed up again. Did God not move? Did his spirit not touch us? Did, did, did we not feel his presence? Did we not give him glory? And, and, and this is, I believe, what, what trips up a lot of people is they'll come out of a church service and, and, and the next morning they'll wake up and they'll have an ungodly thought or, or they'll um, be angry or they'll be mad or they'll be uh, jealous or they'll be whatever. Whatever thought comes in or hungry or Anything, and we automatically go back and think, well, God must not have moved last night because I'm having these thoughts, and God moved last night. Why this morning am I back where I started, we think? Because our our thought life has to be controlled. One of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Meaning, you can stick something in my mind. You could shout out a cuss word right now, and I choose, I heard it, I can't, I can't not hear it, but I choose to allow that cuss word to go in or I choose to reject that cuss word and think of something else. Amen. Okay, now I'm going to get to that in a second. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So, verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, and if you're taking notes, underline that and focus on that. It, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts, look at this, and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay? Look at that again. And the peace of God. There's not anybody in here that does not want the peace of God. Not one person. We would be silly to say we don't want the peace of God. That's actually the world's goal tonight. We've talked about it so many times before about people who have a lot of money you know, this, we can't, you can't stop talking about this crazy Powerball thing. It just keeps on growing. And I saw something that said we could end poverty with this thing. If we just take that $1.4 or $5 billion and divide it by the population, we'd all get a $5,000 check in the mail. That sounds like a good idea to me. And Forget giving it to one, give it to everybody. Amen? Another guy said, another thing I saw said, uh, I don't remember where I saw it, but you know, you see this thing, thought Thought comes and you don't know where it came from. But he said, uh, I don't get it. We're in debt but our government has $1.5 billion to give away to, some, to somebody, right? I mean, those are some crazy things. But if someone got that $1.5 billion, whoever wins this is going to be ruined. If they don't know God, which they shouldn't be playing lottery anyways, they're going to be ruined. Do you realize that? They're going to be ruined because they're going to get so much money, they're not going to know what to do with it. And they're going to most likely blow it and act, act crazy because no one's, that's a lot of money, right? But even if they got that 1.5, they might think, man, I am going to be happy now. Money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy peace. And they're going to go home, and they might go buy a new house, buy new cars, buy new TVs for every bedroom, even the bathrooms. Everything you can think of, TVs in the doghouse, TVs out in the car, TVs everywhere. I mean, everything money could possibly buy, and they won't have peace at night, because you can't buy peace. Only God can give peace. And someone else, somewhere else, I saw a picture today of a a plate of beans and bread. Just beans and bread. And it said, some people call this poverty, I call this a blessing. See, that's a thought. I am how I think. I am who I think I am. And that's not a psychological thing, that's a biblical truth. I am who I think I am. And we grow up having people tell us who we are, and we believe it. But we have to learn to take those thoughts captive. We have to learn to direct the thoughts in the right place. And I'm going to give you just a couple principles at the end, in just a minute, if you'll bear with me, that are really tangible and will really help you, I believe, to really get this. But I, what I want you to, to have as a goal, and, and I could have put that up there too, but it doesn't matter, is, is just the peace of God. So that we would understand that all those thoughts and all those things a lot of times are to cloud our minds and to get us distracted. But really God's ultimate goal through his word is that we would have peace. Right? Peace in the midst of the storm. And you go into many stories. You know a story when Jesus was in the, in the boat and he's sleeping. He's, he's out like a light. He's totally peaceful because he knows that that storm has no effect on him. And the disciples are like, Jesus, come on. And we know he comes out and he says, peace, be still. I believe God wants to say in our minds tonight, peace, be still. It's easy to see the things that are constantly going on in the world. You know, constantly Dow Jones closing, constantly hearing these crazy things just all the time and wondering. You know, we're, we're in a great time right now of, of wonder, as believers, especially because we, we don't know what's next on God's calendar. We know what we want to happen, but we don't know how far away that is. And, and there's great unrest, and, 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 the, and the, the, the Dow Jones keeps going down, and the gas keeps getting cheaper, and we know that for us that sounds great, but it's not good for the economy. And all these crazy things are happening, so it could be easy just to be Christians that don't have peace. But what good is that? Right? So here's the thought. I can get saved... I can ask Jesus into my heart. I can believe in Him tonight. I can know He's Lord. I can confess Him as my Lord and Savior. And I'm saved. But in my walk with God, I'm on a treadmill. I'm walking, but I'm not going anywhere. That is exactly what many Christians who do not have control of their mind are doing. They're walking, but they're not going anywhere. Amen? Now you might say, hey, treadmill's good. It's good exercise. It's good exercise, but it's not good for your life, for walking, because in Jesus, we're supposed to be advancing, not just walking in place. Okay? Now, walking in place is better than walking backwards in God. But the point is, many Christians believe in Jesus, they're saved, and they love God, but they're walking on a treadmill. And they're not really getting anywhere. Because their thought lives, where every two steps they go forward, their thought life brings them back three. Amen? And, and, and the battle really is right here. Okay? So, let's, 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 let's look at this again. Let's read it one more time. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, this is a powerful thing, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I believe if God says that it guards our minds, it guards our minds. Meaning that if we do it right, Satan cannot come in. He can't. He'll try. But if we do it right on a daily basis and really even an hourly basis, our minds can be guarded from the enemy. And we can be thinking good thoughts. Because that's the next verse. He says, how do I do this? How do I really have peace? And listen, don't just take this as, oh, what a a good sounding verse. Believe these verses. Believe that this is true for your life. He says, how do I do this? Meditate or think, he says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praise worthy, meditate on these things. So he says, I give you something to focus on. And whenever you're having a, listen, even whenever you're having a bad day, and even when you can in your mind rationalize the fact that you're having a bad day because of circumstances, You don't have to keep having a bad day. You can stay in that slumber. You can stay in that anger. You can stay in that whatever state it is that has entered your mind if you want to, but you don't have to. We control our minds. We control our thoughts. And we decide, not the devil, we decide what we're thinking and what we're going to continue to think And I'm going to give you some practical things in a second to get you this place. But what I want you to understand is that this is an every day, every hour, every minute walk. You can have peace all the time. I'm going to say that again. You can have. You can sit there and some of you in your mind are saying, no, I can't. And you're losing the battle already because your mind is telling, no, I I can't. No, 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 no. I I can have peace for a a while. I can have peace for a couple days. I, can, I cannot have peace all the time. Your mind's telling you that right now. Wouldn't it be crazy if I could just walk around and just grab something and stick it to a person's mind and then automatically, instead of seeing that right there, I wasn't picking on you. You're just close. Boom, we see the mind. We see the thoughts. Can you imagine that? I walk over and boom, shh, project. That's a scary thought, right? Right? It really is a scary thought. I walk over, boom, Dwayne's thoughts. <laughs> Amen. Right? Think about that. That's, that's a sobering thought. But we could be living in a life, in a walk, where we would willingly say, stick it up there. Go ahead. Let me show you what's there. I believe that's really what God wants from us is for us to be putting forth the effort. Yeah, we're going to have times we fail. Yeah, we're going to have times we, we would say, hey, now, not right now. A couple minutes ago, I would have let you put it. Nah, wait a minute. Let me clean up real quick. Right? There's going to be times like that. But I believe that in generally, in general, we could be living a life, and God wants us to live a life, where we say, go ahead, stick it up there. And hopefully it's full of godly things. And what it's going to be full of when I stick that camera up there is what I'm thinking. And what's going to be up there is what I'm meditating on. And what's going to be up there is, is the decisions I'm making. And, and he's telling us in this verse, because a lot of times we, we need to learn the opposite. If, if I'm reading whatsoever things are true. And I mentioned that uh, post the other day where it says... Um, I saw it from Jesse. It was a really good one. Um, Jesse, you remember the truth one? Uh, help me. Uh, people are only offended. The truth only offends those who are living a lie. That, that's to us. That's not just like, that needs to be personal. The truth would only offend me if I'm living in a lie. I, I need as a believer to be living a life that, that doesn't that statement doesn't bother me. We, we need to be real. We need to be Christians that aren't always trying to put up a front. And real doesn't mean I'm just going to show you how much of a jerk I am. <laughs> right? That, that's just me. No, real means I want to live a life that at any moment, as he does, if Jesus comes and puts that thing on my head and sticks up the screen in front of everybody and in front of him, I'm not ashamed of what Jesus sees. Amen. Amen. That should be our goal. And listen, if that's not our goal tonight, I'm not saying that that you're there and and you can say, yeah, put it up right now, but that should be our goal. It should be our goal that someone can stick it up there at any moment, at any time. It's like, here, here's my wallet, here's my phone, here's my computer, come into my car, come into my house. We should be living a life like that where there's nothing hidden because it all starts in here. Because what good does it do to have your wallet clean and your phone clean and your house clean if your mind's not clean? Oh, yeah. Amen. And the bottom line is you won't have any of those things if your mind's not clean because you're doing what your mind is telling you to do. So it says, think on whatsoever things are true. It means I don't think about lies. I don't think about deception. I don't think about bad, whatever are noble, whatever are just. You're thinking of these things and and whatever things are pure. So if I'm saying I'm thinking whatever things are pure, it means I'm not thinking on things of lust. I'm not thinking on things that are unpure. And these are things that, that have to do with how much time and this will hit a nerve on all of us, how much time we spend filling our heads with things that are not godly. Okay, and it doesn't even have to be something that's a, just a blatant sin but if it's something that's causing my mind to, to take a step in a direction that's going to cause me to take another step in another direction and I'm going down that path that's where I need to stop it now who, who has my little Samson thing tonight who has my little who's got that so, somebody has it somebody, if not someone dropped the ball it's gone you have it Okay, can I see it? How'd you get it, man? <laughs> who gave it to you? Uh, Mr. Paul. Paul Platt. Okay. Give that back to me. <laughs> this is like our thought life. I gave this to somebody at the beginning of the service, and I told them go give this to somebody else, and then tell that person to go give it to somebody else, but don't tell that person who gave it to you. And it moved around. And that's how our thought life is sometimes. We get caught up. You ever had a thought and you go, where in the world did that come from? Come on. Did you ever think something and go, where did that come from? It came from you. It came from me. Are you following me? You can't say, you can't really say, where would that thought come from? Because it came from you. I might not know, All the people it went through and all the people it touched. I don't know how many people had this in their hand. I don't know how many people it had in their pocket. But I do know that it originally came from me. Y'all catching that? This is where it started. So I cannot say to God, God, I don't know where that thought came from. I don't know where that action came from. We need to own up to our actions. And get to a place where we realize that thing came from me. I started it, and I could end it. I have the power to keep track of that. So if I were to do it again, I did that on purpose, but if I were to do it again, I need I need to be able to say, okay, this started with me, or, or I know where it ended. It ended up in Elijah's hands, but but how did it get there? And So if I make a mistake, or I think something that's not godly, I need to go back and try to find out where that came from. And... And when I find out where it came from, and the Holy Spirit will help me with that. How many believe that? God wants us to find that. And I find that root, and I say, that's where that thought came from. And I need to squash that right there. And now I need to put up an alert that whenever the Samson thing pops up at me, amen, I got to make sure that I don't don't even give it a second thought. Because I don't want that Samson thing to end up in Elijah's pocket again. Come on. I don't, want that to, I don't want that because that's symbolic. Yeah, it's just Samson, but what if it's something else? And, that, and those things happen because we're not, as believers, controlling our minds. And we're not thinking on pure things and just things and holy things and things of good report and things that are lovely and things that are of virtue and things that are praiseworthy. And he says, you know, because you're always going to have something bad to think about. You choose in the morning. You might wake up, and the first thing that happens is you get a call from a bill collector. That's a bad thought. And you can choose right there, am I going to meditate on this all day long? Or am I going to meditate on something praiseworthy? Now, I don't say that to get you to ignore it, to ignore the problem. I'm saying that at that very moment... At that call, you might not have any way to fix it. And the devil wants you to think about it all day long. And the devil wants to take that one thought and give you another one. And then that thought and give you another one. And it starts to become like a snowball effect. And you begin to start thinking really, really bad things. Let me move on. I'm going to close. The things, verse 9. Which you learned and received and heard and saw in me. Do these. And look at this, and the peace of God will be with you. So he's saying, if you practice verse 8, the peace of God will be with you. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe that this Bible cannot lie. And if this Bible tells me that the peace of God can be with me, and that he'll guard my heart, my thoughts, and my mind, I believe it. Amen. Amen? Now, I want everybody to do something real quick as I close. I want everybody to stop thinking right now. Stop. Stop. Can't do it. You can try as hard as you want. But when you try to stop thinking, you're going to be thinking about not thinking. That's, right. That's, right. That's right. It don't work. It's impossible. Everybody right now was concentrating and you were trying to say, okay, I'm not going to think of anything. And anything is right in front of your mind. If you close your eyes and say, I'm going to a dark place, you're thinking of a dark place. Right? You can't stop thinking. Our thoughts are like the shark in the water. It never stops. Never stops. Never stops. Always moving. All we can do is direct the thoughts. We can't stop them. We can only direct them. Think about it. You're sleeping and you're thinking. You go to sleep and you're thinking. You wake up and you're thinking. Thirty-five to forty-eight thoughts a minute. Constantly, constantly thinking, thinking, thinking. So we have to get to the understanding: I can't stop thinking. I can only control what I'm thinking. Don't have the power to stop thinking. Don't want you don't want to stop thinking because you stop thinking you're dead. Don't ever want that. Don't say, "Oh God, help me stop thinking." No, because you'll be dead. Don't don't ask that. Ask God. God help me have good thoughts. Help me direct my thoughts. Now, write this down. This is this is important and powerful. I don't just believe this is going to be just a, a good message. I believe this is going to change someone's life. I really do. I really believe this is going to change someone's life. First thing you've got to do, just three very tangible things. First thing, you've got to consecrate your mind. If you don't know what consecrate means, it means give control to God. It means God, this mind, because a lot of times we say, Lord... You know, touch my body, take my body, take my... We, and a lot of times we say, take my heart. Take my heart, Lord. That's good. But before it gets here, it's here. Amen. It starts here. Like I said, when I first went and lifted my hand to Brian, I thought that here first. My hand did what my mind told it to do. Uh-huh. So it's always here first. So if you want the peace of God, you can't control your circumstances, but you can control the thoughts you have about your circumstances. Amen. That's the power we have. And so we have to consecrate our mind. And in a minute, we're going to pray. And we're all going to pray this. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit of God to help us to consecrate our minds. And we're going to say, Lord, I give you my mind. Now, if you'll just go quickly. Let me just give me a couple more minutes. Romans chapter 12. Go over there real quick. Romans chapter 12. Now, the verse you might say, oh, I've read this before. That's good. I'm glad you've read it. But we need to apply it. Amen. Every day. Paul says in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Give me a shout if you're there. Amen. I beseech you. How many know that's serious? I beseech you. It's not a word we would use. I implore you. I beg you. I'm asking you seriously, basically, is what he's saying. That you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy And acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And he says, here's how. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How often do we need to renew our minds? 35 to 48 times a minute. Oh, that's tiring. You're going to think anyways. Think good things. You might think, man, I can't do that. That's going to wear me out. You're going to think anyways. <clears throat> Did y'all get that? No. Not the cough. You're going to think, so learn to think good. Don't say, well, I'm going to take a day off. No, you're, go- you're going to think 35 to 48 times a minute. I can control what I think. Every time. Okay, I'm going to show you that in a second. Okay, you all with me? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's why we talk so much, and I'll give you the second one a second after consecration. That's why we talk so much about what we watch and what we listen to. I will go to my grave on the fact that music... Is dangerous. It's not godly. It's dangerous. You can take your take all you want, but you've got to be watching what you watch and listening to what you listen to. Because the things you hear give you thoughts. And if you don't believe that, I could sing a song right now. I could sing a melody right now. I'm not going to do it. I could sing a song, I could sing a melody of something that if you're my age and you were in you know, high school in the late 80s, early 90s, it would immediately take you to a place. Amen. Amen. To a place. Amen. Just like if I begin to sing, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Right. will right. take you someplace. Uh-huh. Christ is enough for me. See, when I sing that, it's hard to have a bad thought. Right? But but if you're not careful what's on TV and what you put before your eyes, you can get in trouble. Amen. Now, I'll admit, I watch a lot of sports. So, if I'm watching a lot of sports, I could, I could be convicted for watching too much or God could deal with me on that. But to make it bad, it'd be hard because what's going in my mind is people dribbling the basketball. So, the worst thing that can happen to me while I'm watching that basketball game is I'm going to be like. Because <laughs> that's what I'm watching. And I'm not saying that to justify myself. But I saw a commercial the other day, and it said, Wives with Knives. A TV show. <laughs> Wives with Knives. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> right? Wives with Knives. That's, I don't think that's going to be it he give us too many thoughts, and wives don't need no ideas with knives. <laughs> Neither do men. Right? But the idea is there's a whole lot of garbage that's gonna come before our eyes, and we have to do this. Second point. Very important. Watch this. Here's what we do a lot of times we get a thought and we fight it. We fight the thought. This is, to, this is going to sound weird right now, but I'm going to help you. We fight the thought. Thought comes into fight. You're going to lose the battle with fight. Don't fight the thought. Because a lot of times, that's what we, man, fight that, you know, the weapons of a warfare are not carnal. There's a part to that. But don't fight the thought. Change the thought. Change it. We need to, we need to have stuff in the, in the back burner of our minds that we're putting there like i was telling somebody the other day uh i don't remember who it was we were talking about witnessing and and sharing the faith and 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 telling people about the lord if you're not putting the word of god in you you have nothing to pull from when you're witnessing to somebody Amen. you can say man holy spirit help me out and the holy spirit's like your tank's empty i ain't got nothing to give you go to the gas station Amen. right And so we have to be reading a devotional. We have to be reading the Word. We have to be filling up our spirit with the Word of God so that when we need to draw from something, it's there in the back burner. And we take a bad thought and we don't fight the bad thought. We change the thought. We change it. We have something pure to think about. We have something godly to think about. Because you know why? You know why you don't fight it and you change it? Because if you fight it, you're thinking about it. You get that? If you fight it, you're still thinking about it. If you change it, you can't think of two things at once. Your mind can't do that. You, you, it's one or the other. So you change the thought. You change directions. It's like we've always taught with guys. If you're walking down the street and you see something you shouldn't see in a female, you change the direction of your head. And then in Costa Rica, a lot of times I would have to change it back the other way. And then after I'd gone both ways, I usually had to change it down. <laughs> Problem, I was driving a lot of times. Billboards, you know, right? But y'all follow what I'm saying? Change the direction. Don't If you keep your eyes on that woman and that, that body or whatever, you're going to continue to think about it. So I can't just fight it. And, oh, that was a bad thought. And as I'm thinking about it, it's still right in front of me. I need to change the direction of my thought and think about something else. That's godly and that's pure and yes. that's right, yes. so that I mind starts going there. Amen. Don't fight the thought, change it. But for your notes, 2 Corinthians 10 5, you can read that later. Talks about that. The weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to so pulling down to strongholds. And taking captive thoughts. Okay? Taking f- captive thoughts. And the other thought there is James 4:7. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Okay, so, so I don't fight it, I resist it. Okay, you, don't, you can't fight something and resist it at the same time. When I say resist, does that make sense? Like, so, so if Dwayne's wanting to fight me, I can't resist the fight by fighting him. Right? Y'all getting that? I can't walk away and fight at the same time. And that's what I need to do with the thought. I can't be like, well, I, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you. you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm hitting him. I have to turn away and say, I'm not, I'm not going to fight you. I'm resisting. I resi- you don't resist the devil like this. You resist the devil like this. So you take the thought and you change it. And he says, if you resist the devil, if you put your hand out, he'll flee. Okay? And here's, here's another thing I believe in. This is the last point. Call to God call on God. God, I need your help. God, help me. I'm having a bad thought. God, help me. Touch my, God. And listen, this is this is not to, to, to put anybody down or make anybody feel bad that's not baptized in the Holy Spirit, but that's why we teach it, and that's why we believe in it, and that's why we want everybody to have it because the speaking in tongues is a powerful way to defeat the enemy. When you don't know what you're saying, you don't know how to act, you just begin to pray in the Spirit. You begin to pray in tongues, and you just get your mind on something else. Amen? So, again, I didn't say that to make anybody feel bad. I made, hopefully I made, said it to make you want it more. Amen. Amen. And keep seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit till you get it, because it's a mighty weapon, which the devil has taken out of the church today. Well, yes. And he knows that. So he doesn't want anybody to talk about it or preach on it, because he knows it's a powerful weapon to resist the enemy. Amen? Musicians, you can come. So final thought is you call to God. Say, God, I need help. I need help. And You say, God, I'm I'm watching my mind. And listen, the longer you've been unsaved, the harder it is to get those thoughts out. But it doesn't mean you can't. Okay? The longer you've been saved, the harder it is. But that's not an excuse. Because if you'll begin to fill your mind, if you'll begin to fill your spirit with godly thoughts and godly ideas and godly things... Those things will begin to become less and less frequent. And here's what I believe. I believe that the devil can get to a place where he says, man, I'm going to stop messing with Christina because I've been there like 200 times in a row. And 200 times in a row I've got the hand. Right? Right? And he's going to be like, I'm just going to go pick on somebody else because he's not looking for a big fight. He's looking for a win. So he'll go pick on someone else you know, and he'll go say, okay, I can get get him, I can get her. But if he keeps coming back and he keeps getting resistance, he's going to go pick on someone else and you get stronger and stronger. And I can tell you that from experience. I can tell you that as a fact. And I believe there's others here that can say that as well. If you, if you had, you know, mind problems or things that, that, that tainted your, your walk or your testimony or Whatever it was, you you can have experience tonight to know that you can get victory over that. And you don't even have to believe the lie of the enemy that says, well, you've always got to have some kind of weakness. No, I believe you can walk in the peace of God every day if you control your thoughts. Amen? So, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? As Facebook says, what's on your mind? And it's a fact that what's on your mind has much to do with what's coming in. So you think on what's pure, and you think on what's good, and you think on what's just all the time. All the time. Not just on a Sunday morning. Not just on a Wednesday night. Every day. That's why we say in that song, Sunday night, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour. An hour's not even enough second. I need thee. Amen? Let's stand tonight. I I believe this is going to help some people. I hope it helps everybody. What's on my mind, God? Only you know. And I know. I'm just so angry. I'm just so frustrated. I'm just so whatever. Well, you have the power to stop being that. Amen? Yes, we've many of us have been handed a bad deck. Take the deck and throw it away and let God give you a new deck of life. Let Him give you new thoughts. Begin to fill your mind and your spirit and your heart with the godly things. Amen? All the time. Don't take a day off on that. Don't say, well, today, I've done good for six days, you know, like we do with eating a lot of times. I've done good for six days, I'm going to splurge, splurge today because that might be the day that Satan comes in to steal, kill, and destroy so we have to be conscious of that all the time amen I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes Lord we thank you for your your spirit and your presence that's in this place I thank you for your anointing upon this word I thank you for the fact that I know that your word is speaking to our hearts tonight and to our minds Lord we have the victory tonight we have the authority tonight we have the power tonight to defeat the enemy it is in our hands. It is in our minds. But Lord, that word in Philippians was so clear to tell us the way to do it is to meditate on godly things. It's almost like we have to take a church service and duplicate it every day in our lives. How many tonight, all over this place, don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? passed into eternity tonight. You don't know where you'd go. But tonight you want to give your life to Jesus. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. And say, that's me. Would you pray for me tonight? I want to be saved. Maybe you're backslidden. Back to your old ways. Back to your old lifestyle. And you need to come home tonight. Maybe tonight you're this message spoke so dearly to you and you said man this is what i needed right here this is the answer my mind and i'm not going to ask you to raise your hand this is between you and god my mind has gotten a, a control of me it is taking over and 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 i and I, I may be coming to church and i and i still believe i still love god but my mind is dominating me right now and it's not godly I want to pray for that tonight because that's what I feel is the treadmill part that's what I feel is why you you see so many ministers pastors, church members and people falling in their walk with God because it's not about how I act in church it's about what's really going on in my mind and eventually eventually just like we know the principle eventually what is in my mind is going to come out in my actions I I can only suppress that for so long And that's why a lot of times you'll see someone fall or someone fail. It's not because because they're weaker than somebody else. It's because they kept suppressing inside something that wanted to come outside but they didn't defeat it in their mind first and then it eventually leads to actions. And if I can defeat it in my mind I can keep it from coming out in my actions. Just like anything we do. I can choose right now to say something nice about you or something mean. I can choose to say something edifying or I can choose to say something that tears you down. I can, that's a choice we all have. I can choose to say, Jesus, I love you or I can choose to say, Jesus I don't need you. It's all, it's all a choice. It's all in our mind. And that's the battle we need to win. So I want to open up the altar and I want to pray for everybody tonight if you just come down you would I really believe there's an anointing on this I really believe there's a power in this I believe there's a strength in it I just want to pray for you stay standing if you would because I want us to put our, our hands on our minds tonight as we pray and everybody knows what you're thinking what you're going through and that's the great thing is thank God it's not on the screen amen it's not on the screen for us but it is for God. And I care more about what God thinks than I do what you think. And you should care more what God thinks or knows than what someone else knows. And that's what we have to constantly remind ourselves every day is say, Lord, help me keep my heart pure because you do see everything. And I can't fool anybody because you see everything, Father. You see my mind. He looks down on us. Remember the thing we gave the example of not too long ago where we 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 look at sin in our own lives we justify sin a lot of times because we look at it like skyscrapers and buildings and we look at it's like that 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 sins that high and that sins a skyscraper and we look at all these different sins at different angles or different heights but God looks at them from above and they all look the same and God looks right down into our thought life and tonight if if that's condemning then you can say lord I am laying my mind on the altar. I'm laying my thought life on the altar. I'm consecrating my mind to you. I don't want to think those thoughts anymore. If you're struggling tonight, the answer is because your mind is winning the battle. It's that simple. And, but you can. Amen? You can think godly thoughts. And you can think them 35 to 40 times a minute. But you've got to be filling it up with good things. And you've got to make the choice to put your hand out and tell the devil to leave. And you've got to make the choice to say, I'm not going to live my life the way someone else taught me. Or the way my parents treated me. Or the way things were spoken over me. I'm going to choose to be transformed.